Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat with Kenny Gardner from his home base in Florida. He's a group vice president for Team Endeavor and DaVita Labs, and we're going to discuss strategies for how to overcome breakdowns in relationships at both home and work. It's never fun when it happens, and we all know it does happen from time to time. So we're going to talk about strategies you can try to move yourself and the relationship forward in those moments. Welcome, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Hello. Hey, how are you guys? We're really great, and uh, thank you so much, Kenny, for agreeing to be on the show and discuss such a tough topic. Um, It's never fun to talk about these moments in your life when you suffer a breakdown in one of your relationships, uh, let alone sharing it with the whole DaVita village. So uh, let's uh, start with a specific example of a time when you realized you had a breakdown in a relationship, and can you give us uh, a, a sense and share with us what the breakdown looked like? Well... Good talking to you, Doug, and thank you for the easy layup question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, but in all seriousness, actually, it's um, this actually is a very timely topic where I've experienced breakdowns in relationships recently, and I've had to work to resolve them, have been um, in connecting with teammates during times of uh, significant stress. And so one of my experiences in this role um, as a Palmer and working um, with more senior teammates as my direct reports is uh, one of the obvious things is that the stakes get higher. Um, And so while all teammates in the village are quite busy, as you can imagine, as the portfolio of things that you're responsible for grow, so does the stress. So, Kenny, um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to um, pause right there. You said Palmer. Could you, uh, for those who are not familiar with the term Palmer, can you just describe very briefly uh, kind of where you sit in the organization? Yeah, that's a good, that's, that's, a, that's a good, uh, that's a good sidebar. So a Palmer member uh, is one of the nine uh, senior operations leaders who help uh, to lead the nine distinct master geographies across the village. So if you were to take a map of the United States and you were to try to divide it into nine even sections, uh, the leaders of each of those sections are the Palmers. And I I happen to be one of them. I help to lead Team Endeavor, uh, which is comprised primarily of Florida, but also includes South Carolina, uh, portions of Georgia, uh, Alabama, uh, and that's our team. Wow. So yeah, so you got a pretty big portfolio to It's a big to, team. To lead there. It's a big team. Yeah. And I love all of our creative names that we uh that we generate inside <laughs> the village. Um so you were you were saying that there's these breakdowns. What so so take us inside of um you know, what's the theme that's shown up for you? Yeah. And so I, as I was saying, um you know, given the large responsibilities that we have in a group that size, um, I find that the folks who work with me are not only carrying a lot of stress from work, uh, but just like a, any other teammate in the village, also carrying lots of personal stress. And that could be in the form of kids, relationship issues, medical issues, both with themselves, their family members. Um, and I found for whatever reason this year, I've had multiple teammates that I work with who've um, reached some pretty uh, high stress levels um, and have... Um, at moments of time, not been themselves. 
um, and and been struggling. And uh, one of the things that I've had to work through this year is the right way to connect with those teammates because uh, there's been moments in which I've observed the behavior, but if I'm honest with myself, um, uh, there have been times where that's been very difficult for me to connect to. Uh, and it's uh, something that I've um, know about myself personally. It shows up at home as well that uh, in general, um, in times of high stress, I tend to intellectualize stress and try to work from that basis. Um, but at times that's created issues uh, with the folks who work with me because uh, what's been needed in those situations many times uh, is actually more personal connection uh, and deeper conversations to get to the root cause uh, of the issues that they're bearing so that um, I, could, I can be in a position to help support them um, uh, so that they can take care of themselves personally and so that we could um, make sure we're staying on top of uh, the many responsibilities that we've had. So, so Kenny, during those times, um, was it easy for you to detect, you said, when things get a little bit uh, stressful for them and they don't seem like themselves? Does it take you a while to detect that, hey, something's going on? And, and do you feel like you've uh, dug a little bit of a hole before you're able to pull it back? Yeah, that's the perfect question. And um, something I've actually reflected on quite a bit and something that I think on my own leadership journey, I'm going to have to um, get better calibrated. But what I've found um, is that in general, I am pretty good at having an awareness um, about those types of things. So I, I notice it. Um, but what I found to be more difficult is pausing uh, to take an inventory of my own feelings around the situation and understanding that distinctive line, um, that intuitive feeling that you get where you know it's time to have the conversation. It's, it's time to connect with this teammate and find, find out what's going on. What I, what I found that I've tended to do um, at certain times, which has made this more challenging for myself, is to either rationalize or intellectualize those observations um, versus doing what I found to be more productive, which is to actually take inventory of my own feelings about the situation. And what I found is that when I when I have finally gotten around, no matter how slow that's been, to taking taking an inventory of my own feelings, what I found is that that generally is the first step in helping me uh, to have the clarity and the courage to have the conversation. Because generally, um, for me, uh, if I have a feeling of uneasiness or anxiousness or a sense of empathy, strong empathy for the teammate around me, then I know in general, um, that's the time to have the conversation. So give us, give us a sense, Kenny, you talk about pausing and, you know, doing a little self-reflection. Give, what, what does that look like? How do, how are you actually doing that just so that our listeners can, uh, get some really granular, practical idea of, of how they might do that if that's something that resonates for them? Um, I can, I can say a one specific example, uh, where I, I know for a fact that one of the teammates I work with, um, was really having a tough time and got, and was getting pretty emotional behind the scenes. Um, my initial reaction actually was not great, which was to sort of say, um, wow, this person's not handling the stress very well, which I'm sort of ashamed to say. Uh, but when I really reflected on it, I realized that was sort of a defensive mechanism for myself to, to really shield myself from the 
the emotional burden of that. Yeah, and that's that's incredible how vulnerable you just made yourself there by by sharing that that it wasn't necessarily that this person wasn't on their A game and that they weren't managing stress very well, but that you were able to, even though that was your initial reaction, you were able to do that self-check and um, and try to think, hey, what's going on with me? Why Why is that my initial reaction? So how did kind of doing that check and coming to terms with it help you take the next step? Yeah, to be honest, it, it got, I mean, it just got me back to, uh, you know, the essence of leadership, which is human connection. You know, you go from blaming others to, you know, sort of really realizing the emotional impact, which is, hey, this is someone I care about, and that makes me feel bad. I mean, the the concept of people around me having hard times um, gets me to a place of, of feeling quite sad, actually. Um, and I guess that may be one of the reasons why it's so difficult for me to get to that place, right? Because we all, you know, we, I, um, you know, go to probably great measures to keep myself from feeling sad to, to stay focused. Um, but when you get there, what I find is that when I connect to that feeling, that emotional connection I have with someone else and that um, empathy for what they might be going through, I actually find that gives me then the conviction um, to switch from making judgments to an, a place of empathy and wanting to take action um, in the spirit of our relationship. I find that it helps me to really clarify my intentions. Um, because when I connect to the fact that, hey, I, I feel me and this person are disconnected because of um, something that they I perceive they may be going through, which is I, um, again, perceive them to be showing up differently. Uh, when I can connect to the fact that I feel bad about that, um, it allows me to go to an intentionality of I want to have a conversation with them that allows them to understand that I both care about them. And I want to do the anything that I can do to help support them through the issue that might be at hand. So it sounds like your intentionality is, uh, it, I, I don't know, the word in my head is a, it's a human intentionality around the, the relationship and the humanity of the relationship. That's, that's right, Doug. And, and um, for me, actually, it's, it's, that's, that's where it starts. But for me, it actually becomes more holistic because the way I end up thinking about it um, and what I tend to say to people that I actually have a fundamental belief that our teammates have to be feel good about themselves and have to be able to take care of themselves in order to take care of uh, both the patients and the teammates that um, we take care of. So, Kenny, let's drill down into one of these conversations that you had to have, one of these tough conversations. Um, so you, you talked to us about how you're doing this self-check in your head and, and stuff that you want to you know, remind yourself of as you're going in. Can you share an example of what that conversation, how to start that conversation for me, you know, when I know I need to have a conversation, you know, once I've kind of gotten through the emotional baggage and I know I need to talk to a person, uh, I start with just um, what is it that I've actually observed? So trying to be mindful of what have I seen, um, what facts might I already know. You know, I may, maybe I already know they're going through different things. Um, and then I do actually try to capture my own feelings and to have an understanding about how I feel or how the situation has felt to me or um, how I've experienced it, because what I then find it allows me to do um, is to uh, be pretty transparent and open with the person. And I find that it actually helps people to hear your intentions better when they also know um, not only do you care about them, but that you're connected to their struggle, you know, at least for me. Um, that, that, that's, that tends to be consistent with my style is to let someone know, hey, 
I think we need to talk because um, I'm feeling um, that you're not yourself and I'm worried about you. I care about you. I love that start of a conversation where you said, so say that again, you said. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's as simple as like, hey, I think we need to talk because I've, um, I get the feeling that something may be wrong and I care about you. Um, I want you to be okay. And, um, you know, to think that you're struggling makes me feel bad. And so that's sort of where I come from. I, I, I find that actually helps me just come from a, tr- a really true and authentic place. Yeah, you said the word empathy earlier in the conversation, and that feels like just a really clear expression of empathy with also your what, what you talked about earlier in terms of having a clear in, uh, intention, um, which, is, which is really, uh, I think, a, a nice way to start the conversation and help that person feel more comfortable and at ease. Yeah, and I feel as though a lot of times people and what I've heard and what I experienced myself is uh, it's just getting that conversation started, right? So that self-check, that getting your your um, kind of your thoughts in the right place. Am I, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because of ego? Am I doing this because I um, I'm afraid that I'm going to to get in trouble somehow or <laughs> I'm not going to be doing my job? So getting that intent, and if your intent is in the right place where you're doing it because you care about this person, they're going to be able to tell that pretty quickly. And then if you walk into the conversation, the toughest part is starting it. So just giving that suggestion, Kenny, of how you started uh, a conversation I think is is really helpful and just getting past that and see where the conversation goes. Yeah, I, I, I find the hardest part for me is that um, I find myself uncomfortable with that depth of emotion sometimes. <laughs> so that's my that's my own personal hang up. And I, and I know that. Um, and so for me, just sort of helping giving myself some space um, to connect with how I'm actually feeling with this about the situation, I find usually brings me back to a better quality within myself, which is empathy for other people, um, which then triggers me to the to have the courage to have the, the conversation. And so, and so for at least in, me, in my own personal experiences, when I could connect um, to my own emotions around the situation, that, that generally triggers um, not only a clarity, but then a conviction to have the conversation. Because you can sort of imagine, you know, just take my own example, right? You sort of experience someone not being themselves. Um, you, If you're like me in the beginning and you're defensive or you're feeling... Um, you know, like you're making a judgment about someone, you can have a conversation early and it might come off as you attacking them. Like, hey, you're off. <laughs> you know, that has a totally different tone than, hey, I think something might be wrong and I care about you. So um, I do think it's important to slow down and, and do that self-check um, so that you can get to the right clarity around how you actually feel and what you actually want in that relationship with that person. Kenny is awesome and I just really deeply appreciate uh what you've been willing to share here. And I think, um, I, I think it could have a, a huge contribution for our listeners. We like to bring our, our interviews to a close by asking, um, for a very specific practical tip that our listeners could go out and do, um, very simple, just a way for them to, to get engaged and put this into action. What would be your, what would be your tip that you'd offer our listeners today? If I was going to sort of say this in a structured way, number one, give yourself the time and space to reflect on how you're feeling about um, whatever the difficult situation might be, whether it's at work or home. Um, And then I would say uh, secondarily, uh, use uh, that clarity about your emotions to get to the right intentions. Um, And if you sort of took anything from my example, 
generally, I've, I've found that when I can get clarity on how I feel about a situation, it becomes a lot easier uh, for me to get to intentionality um, in a conversation that will, will resonate with the person that I'm talking to. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks for being so vulnerable on this show and uh, taking such an easy topic. I mean, I know we gave you a really simple <laughs> one here. So thanks, thanks for agreeing to do the, the easy one. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Doug likes to give me softball, so. <laughs> <laughs> thanks I so much, Kenny. It. Thanks, Kenny. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, that was a very authentic conversation with Kenny on yeah. overcoming breakdowns in relationships. I, I loved how open he was. And he gave a couple really great tips in all of that sharing. He he said, one, you know, give yourself that time and space to do a self-check and think about what and why you're feeling before you get into the solution part of overcoming those breakdowns. And the second thing is once you've got that self-check in place is to really get squared with your intention um, in having the conversation. What is your intention in walking in to having a talk with that person? Yeah, they're great, great tips. And speaking of tips, last week we spoke with Debbie Wolf on how to build great teams. And her tip was to go out and ask one teammate where they want to be in five to 10 years as a way of building connection with that teammate and, and eventually building the team as well. I got an opportunity, Grace, to talk to a teammate, and it was really cool because I didn't know where they wanted to get to, and in the conversation realized I have real expertise um, and experience to share with them that would help them in their journey. And so it, it helped me uh, and, and helped us build team so that I can get behind them and support them in, in, in what they want to create. Oh, that's, that's really cool, Doug. And I'm sure that's going to help you and the teammate and the whole team just by, by asking that simple question. So yeah, I'm excited. Great. Cool. Yeah. And thanks for sharing. Um, thanks for sharing your story. I'd love to hear the story of our listeners. So for, for those out there, go to DaVitaWay.com. We'd love to hear how these tips are working for you. And we also really want to hear your feedback on how we're doing in the podcast. So go to the show notes and click on a survey link that is in the show notes that will take you over to a survey that you can fill out and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, and I also want to announce, Doug, that we have successfully completed our six-episode pilot. High five. High five. Excellent. And I um, want to thank all of our guests who have been on, and I'm pleased to announce that we are going to continue with the podcast. Woo! Yeah, and we are going to take a couple weeks break to do that and regroup and come back on November 7th. So we're going to have a, a great lineup. We're already working on them right now on the new episodes, and so we're going to have some wonderful topics to discuss and really, really tough topics to discuss. So be sure to tune in on November 7th when we come back from our break. See you then. One for all. All for one. <laughs>